Corey Parker's waiting on, but I, I just saw that, well, this seems to be rugby league related or or uh, rugby related. Grant, have you ever had heels, uh, hip and shoulder from uh, your niece? <laughs> no, Alyssa? I haven't. She's, she's tackled a pitch invader over in India. Uh, and were you ever attempted to do that? But no. yes, there was a pitch invader at the Indian Premier League for the women. And, I got a text from someone, uh, the number wasn't in my phone, and uh, sort of said, no, she needs to get her shoulders lower and drive hard with her legs. <laughs> and there's a, the still shot is, she is too high, but I think she had a crack. Well, uh, good effort. You need to shake that intruder's hand. You, you can only imagine how hard it would be to get on an Indian pitch. Yeah, they have the Those high fences, fences around, a little bit yeah. of wire at times. Well, this gentleman used to get his uh, shoulder down and drive in hard with the leaf. Corey Parker, a very good morning to you. Morning, gentlemen. How are we going? Hey, well, thanks, Corey. Very well. You're going to join us right the way through this, uh, well, the autumn and the winter of, uh, of footy. And uh, you've got to agree, there's been no bigger build-up to a round one match uh, or matches than we've seen in the last, well, six months leading into Vegas. Yeah, without doubt, Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo have obviously gone all in and, uh, in regards to the NRL over in Las Vegas, and, and rightly so. I mean, there's no bigger platform uh, to launch the 2024 season than what is uh, in Las Vegas. So uh, the build-up has been a, a unique one. It's been one I haven't seen ever before, but um, everyone has jumped on board. They're telling me something like 38,000 tickets have been sold at Allianz Stadium, Allegiant Stadium rather, uh, and off the back of that, they reckon there might be four or 5,000 walk-ups. So that's 40,000 uh, to watch a round one game in America. So they've done an extremely good job, the NRL, but um, hopefully – and I'm fingers crossed, and I've got no reason why it wouldn't. The product will deliver. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Do you think – let's have a look at South. So let's, um, it's really Trilegion Stadium. stadium. Uh, can Latrell lead his team? <laughs> a little bit light on in the backs, but can he get them going? Yeah, look, uh, I've said this for a couple of weeks now. I've kept a real eye on South in regards to just their off-field behaviour in terms of, you know, their cohesiveness and their, you know, their connectivity and – uh, Latrell has been at the forefront of everything they've been doing. He's got a smile on his face. Uh, he is enjoying his rugby league. And just watching him last night on Fox League on 360, uh, he was uh, really up for this. And he's, you know, he's named the the, the stadium Trelliant Stadium as you, <laughs> as you mentioned, Trelligent Stadium. It's everything's Trellevision. So when he's in a mood like that, it's. Um, it, it, you can go one or two ways. You can sit back from a punter's point of view and just sort of hose him for, you know, being a little bit on himself. But from my point of view, I love the fact – you can see the headspace that he's in. He's enjoying his rugby league. Cody Walker's a huge inclusion of their side who only just got to get through, I think, captain's run and he'll be playing. Uh, so can Luttrell do it? I, I, yeah, well, he can. But um, he's going to be up against the Manly side. Uh, heels, who is led by Travojevic. So yeah. um, what a matchup that is. Yeah, you took words out of my mouth, mate. I mean, you're right. Latrell looks as fit as he's been at, at this mm. time. And he, you know, he, he laughs. He said, well, you know, why is everyone saying, yeah. oh, you look fit? You know, but uh, you know, he's, he's just having a shot. But if Tommy can, can stand up and we can get a decent season out of him, I mean, I know that doesn't augur well for us come origin time, but we'll worry about yeah. origin when we get to it. But you'd just love to see the two of them have great seasons because they're such exciting footballers, aren't they? Oh, without doubt. And that's sort of half the reason why those 
couple of sides have been picked, to be fair. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, Latrell Mitchell who lights any stadium up when he's on song. And then, you know, on the other side of the coin, you've got um, Travojevic who is, you know, absolutely outstanding when he is on song. Now, he has done every session and every training uh, day that they have had in 14-week off-season for the Manly Seagulls. So he cannot be more prepared. Hasn't done a, 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 a trial run yet because they didn't want to risk him or didn't see the sense in giving him a trial run. So uh, he comes in into this game fully fit, not an injury and worry in the world. And I've got no doubt he'll be, uh, you know, trying to uh, lift Manly to a victory in round one. Hey, Corey, can you tell me the strengths of the Manly Ford pack? Yeah, well, they play a different style to what we see, uh, what we will see rather of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. South Sydney Rabbitohs play that sort of really one-directional, uh, one-dimensional style through the middle, uh, not too much offloading happening. And then, you know, off the back of that, if they can generate a quick play of the ball speed, Cam Murray and Cook generally sort of capitalise. Uh, for the Manly Seagulls, they do play a little bit of football. When you've got someone like Jake Travojevic who's able to uh, roll his sleeves up and just sort of get the team going down the park, he can also play a little you know, slight of hand with the ball and create. I thought Lachlan Croker had a breakout season for the Manly Seagulls. He's got some real creativity in around the ruck. So I expect them to play a slightly different style to what we'll see from South. Uh, and there is word get, coming out that because the field is shorter and more narrower that the referee's probably going to hold on and let the game flow a little bit better but hold on uh, back to 10 to 11 metres. Now, if that is the case, you will see uh, that power game really come to the forefront. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who wins that one, mate? I, I just like South. Based on, on what we've um, what I've sort of discussed, their, their connectivity and cohesion, let alone you know, some of the stars in their side, I, I'm going to go with South on that one. Right, and the rumours have been around for a while that uh, Xavier Willison, even though he was named in the 17, uh, will make way for the power. Um, we're talking about 240-odd games difference in, the, in their careers. And it, it seems to be the message from Payne Haas when he fronted the media that, that they're expecting, you know, the old in-cliché, arm wrestle up front with the Roosters. Yeah, interesting one, Paddy, to be honest. I mean, a couple of days ago, myself and Benny on, on his show were, were talking about uh, Kevy had actually shown his hand and gone with some youth, and that mm. being Xavier Willison over, Marty Tapau, and also um, Dean Mariner over Corey Oates. So in the in the space of 24 to 48 hours, Kevy seemed to have flipped that uh, on its head and gone with Marty Tapau. I think it's an interesting move. Now, Marty's obviously got – as you mentioned, enormous amounts of uh, experience. But I thought um, Xavier Wilson, particularly in that All-Stars game, was outstanding yeah. and, and is really primed for what I think could be a really big year for him. Now, he's a big body also. He brings another point of difference in terms of his size and his in his late footwork. A uh, little surprising, that one, for me. But um, obviously, Kevy seems to think that it's going to be through that middle um, is where it's going to be won or lost. So, I'll wait and see how it all unfolds. Mm. Is, is that a 50-50 game, do you reckon? Should should Broncos fans be concerned with that Roosters team? And what does it mean well, Trent Robinson wants to be a better coach this year? Yeah, I read those comments. That one was a little bit um, – well, it, it, it made my eyebrows pop up, I tell you, because when Trent Robinson is saying and wants to be a better coach, he's dialed right in for the context, mm. isn't he? So for, off the back of that um, – <laughs> The question sort of presents itself, um, does uh, the Brisbane Broncos, 
you know, from a fan perspective, when you look at games, yeah, it probably is a 50-50. Uh, back off the back of last year when we saw the Broncos go into that grand final and you saw where the Roosters finished up, yeah, it would be a 50-50 game. This is going to be a cracking game. You go for lineups right across the park. Tedesco, Walsh, uh, you go... Manu and Katoni Staggs. You got Walker up against Mam. Uh, you got Reynolds up against Kiri. Then you go into the front row, you got Payne Haas and Spencer Lenu. I mean, there is stars in internationals right across the park. Mm. There's some breakout players that are going to really light that stadium up. And I'm just, I'm just sort of salivating to think who that person might be. Yeah, and the two thirteens as well, mate. Uh, Victor the Inflictor and Paddy Carrigan. Well, just that in itself, right? Yeah. Like Victor the Inflicted to what he plays and the influence he has on his side, completely different player to Paddy Carrigan, but they bring so much. It's, um, yeah, other is the red mist going to descend over, over Victor when uh, he runs out onto the stadium? And, and does he, you know, well, it's Spencer Lenu. He gets his first run in the Roosters' colours and uh, first starting jersey. So is the red mist going to descend on him? Mm. I, I expect it to be some huge fireworks, to be fair. Hey, Kaiser, what, what do you think the, the smaller dimensions, as you said, length, and I think, what, five five metres shorter on uh, on the width? What's that going to do to the ball game? Yeah, I don't think it's going to do anything in regards to uh, you know, you know, the field being more sh- sort of shorter, so five metres shorter, as you mentioned, but it's it's I suppose the width is going to play its real part. I mean, five metres uh, in or two and a half metres in each side will certainly play its part. So the wingers won't get copious amounts of space. I'd be very, very surprised if we saw any team find space out on the outside, like you you do in the NRL, putting a winger away untouched. I'd be very surprised if that is the case. I look for more back through that middle third. Some offloads will play its part. But um, ultimately, it's going to be... yeah, you know, as Kevin's sort of every sort of coach has sort of touched on through that middle is where they're going to try and blow the door down. Mm, that's certainly one big adjustment um, to to get a feel for. What about this game in general, mate? The, these games to play a game in Vegas uh, mm. as round one that that is massive, isn't it? Can will all the teams adjust well to it? Do you think? Yeah, well, they've all been over there for long enough heels. I, I think they'll adjust well. Manly have been in Vegas actually mm. for you know, seven days. Broncos, LA, San Diego for um, the, the Rabbitohs. So, it, look, it, regardless of how they might feel going into it, i got no doubt. You're in Las Vegas. You run out onto that stadium. You have no other option but to perform. I mean, yeah. how good must it be or feel? And take a thought for the people back in Australia, for example, and, and take not a shot at any of these teams, but uh, I think you know, Canberra and, and the and uh, the Tigers playing in Canberra, or you know, there's an opportunity for these teams. And Valandis has made it open. He said there will be an opportunity for every team to play in Vegas. Now I don't know what that actually means, that opportunity, but um, five year plan. Uh, these guys will want to put on a good performance, and I'm sure they will. So every other team will be uh, watching with, uh, you know, very closely. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I don't know what the bottom line is, whether they'll ever reveal what the bottom line or what it's cost, but the, the, the big telling point, as you well know, will how many eyeballs they get on Fox 1 in the States. Uh, That's right. Yeah, and uh, they've got pretty much an open paddock. At the moment, there's not a whole heap of opposition. So they get on Fox 1 in the States there with their 100-million-plus viewers. Uh, it could be really big for the league. Hey, uh, just very quickly, you went through 16 very painful pre-seasons. You've got to be feeling this morning for Tommy Gilbert and Cohen Hurst. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's the downside of the job that we do. And, you know, whilst we all feel for those two players and any player that goes through a long season-ending uh, injury, uh, you know, they, they now embark on what is a recovery process. So while everyone else gets to watch rugby league, the next time we see those two players will be in 12 months' time. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes between those two players. Uh, very influential, particularly Tommy, Tommy Gilbert for mm-hmm. his team. Um, off the back of that shoulder injury that we saw last year. So devastating blow to those two. Yeah, you just feel for them. I mean, and the confirmation is now with Cohen Hess that it is ACL, and you're yeah. right, they've, they've gone for the year. Hey, mate, great to chat, and you're going to join us every Friday right the way through the uh, the footy season now. We, we can't wait. Of course, you're, you're tied up with uh, with Benny Davis as well through his show, so uh, we're loving your thoughts. Uh, it's been a big week for you as well. I was... Uh, a part of the dementia forum in um, in in Canberra with Wally, and uh, and I, while you were filling in for me here on air, and you admitted that CTE is a worry for you. You're someone that's played probably 400 games at the elite level, and it's yeah. something that, that that is part of your life now. Yeah, it is, Patty, and I was sort of overwhelmed on the response. To be fair, I'm um, yeah, by no means was I making a, a, a cry for sympathy, but I was stating some facts in regards to the harsh realities of, of some of the you know the symptoms and, and signs, I guess, that I've been presented with. Now, um, as you just touched on, over 400 top you know top grade games at the you know an elite level, there has to be some sort of side effects. So. Uh, the one thing it has done, it has brought light. And if anyone has any sort of in, inkling that they may have these sort of conditions, is you know, don't feel like you have to do it alone. You can have a chat and yarn about it. Now, there is um, you know plenty of different avenues and pathways you can go down for that. But um, that was sort of the main sort of uh, you know, um, in, you know that was my main sort of yeah. process of of delivering that. Now, um, you know, there was plenty of news and media off the back of it. Um, different headlines had way different out <laughs> views. Some some guys had me uh, a lot worse than what I actually really am. But it was just the fact that, um, you know, some of the signs and symptoms, it's real. It is real. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, there is help out there. Hey, Corey, what do you like at tipping, please? <laughs> Uh, well, not great. Oh, it's, beauty. Um, we you might talk, be you're talking, you. Well, I said not great. <laughs> but if I play it down, I come out, if I play it down, I come out in front, that'll be the main thing. All right. All right. We're all together. <laughs> We've tipped the same well, Paddy, this week. Paddy, 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 he's sitting second at the moment and nothing's been done, so that's going all right. <laughs> no, I was last. second last because it was on alphabetical order. I was faulty. Oh, pardon me. Second last. I must be close to you. <laughs> all right, mate. Great to chat. <laughs> See you, see you guys. Thanks, I'll talk to you soon.